a special rugby pick'em tonight. The first ever RPAs, the Rugby Pick'em Awards, the inaugural. Rippers. Huge show. We got Blogger of the Year, MLR Team Associated Podcast of the Year, Biggest Disappointment of the Year. Tommy, it's jam-packed. Yeah, we got, and more, and more. Tears, joy, it's all here in Rugby Pick'em. Rugby Pick'em. Rugby Pick'em. RPAs. Rippers. Republic of Personal Appreciation. That's the Republic. Is it? Is it a thing? Who wins the RPAs? Right. Stay tuned. Talking rugby, telling stories, <laughs> rugby pick'em. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Who cares? Who knows? Why bother? It is an award show. So let's get spicy. Wow. Get that noise. <laughs> Chateau Moncontour. Uh-huh. Welcome back to Rugby Pick. We got a massive show today. The RPAs, the first ever. Johnny, I'm excited. You're excited. We are excited. We are excited. And we have our favorite third leg. Tommy No Picks is in the house. Tommy, we just popped a bottle of champagne and is an awards ceremony. Yes. Tell me, how does the what are the tasting notes on this? Dry with hints of dare I say apricot. You dare. Well, we had a crazy year. Lockdowns across the world canceled the season, drove everybody indoors. Um, but the rugby media industrial complex, the bloggers and the podcasters alike, had nothing better to do than get on their grind, create articles, create that buzz that we seem to have throughout the entire offseason because there was a lot of news, a lot of things happening. Content doesn't quit. Articles, podcasts, blogs, you name it. Vlogs. YouTube videos. Let's start with our first award, and it's a big one. The story of the year. And Johnny, we're, we only have two choices here. We have yet as a podcast to discuss the Martin Pangeli bombshell released earlier this summer titled MLR Faces a Pandemic. And corrosive politics. Dun, dun, dun. Tommy, this got a lot of play online. Yeah, um, a lot of clicks. A lot of clicks. That's what they write them for, don't they, John? I mean, yeah. The spark notes of the article was there's internal warring within the MLR. We got uh, the viewpoint of Guthrie, who worked for Glendale, was unhappy with the video quality. Glendale eventually decided to leave, but... Tommy, it was, it was a crazy article. We got multiple money factions on each coast grabbing up as much of the league as they can. We got Team Gilchrist over there, the Aussies, with the Giltinis and the Gilgronis. And we got Eric Anderson's group, the New England Free Jacks. Also, you just got a rundown of the first three years of the MLR if you want to catch up. It was a lot more history of, of the first two years and, and the infighting. We always kind of knew there was some tension here anytime a rich young investor comes in and buys not one but two teams he's going to ruffle some feathers but it was the reaction online to the article that really got my blood boiling uh we'll get to that later when we get to the mlr reddit uh commenter of the year uh but tommy people were very upset that pangeli took a shot at the 
health of the league, so to speak. Oh yeah. Who was upset? <laughs> commenters, John. Internet commenters. That's that's who we're here reporting on in this in this special edition of Rugby Pick'em. Okay. What did you think of the article? Fair? Not fair? Maybe it's accurate? Who knows? I mean, the yeah. accuracy is extremely important, obviously, but uh, I think there's probably some sensitivity uh, with people who just want to want it to succeed so badly that any criticism is seen as uh, knocking that horse down, and and everybody wants to build it up. So, but I think there's a balance, right? There's a healthy there's a healthy balance of uh, keeping them honest and uh, keeping the ship, you know, sailing in the right direction. They, they really disagreed on what good production quality was. And me personally, I've loved the MLR because some of the early productions are a bit bootleg. And I just find it funny and entertaining that it's... Growing pains. Yeah, it's that not, it's not... It's, it's, it's authentic. Yeah, it's not a perfectly ironed out thing. Like when I go to NFL to watch a Sunday slate, like they have their shit dialed. And MLR didn't for the first two years. And I thought it was funny. They'd have announcers on there who weren't qualified or just rambling on, and I thought it was so hilarious. But Guthrie apparently was upset that the league hired a third party to go take the production, and he didn't think it was up to snuff. Yeah. Well, I, and I've heard that, uh, you know, you hear that criticism from people that are like, oh, this is hard to watch. It's unpolished. I think what you're talking about is just there's something in that, right? There's an authenticity. I like it. There's something genuine in that, and you can appreciate that, but as a pure fan, you can. It doesn't mean it's ready for the general public to consume. <laughs> like, that's what we all want this thing to be more than what it is. You know, the Eagles to beat the, you know, well, that top tier teams in the world. And we want, you know, we want it to be 20 years ahead of we want what the success, it is. Right. But, there's something real about what it is and as like a, growing. As a fan, there's something real as it is, but Guthrie, him putting all this work and then seeing how how it actually turned out, and I don't think he wanted it to be funny, as you say, BT. <laughs> but no. the art the he what was it fifty six pages? Fifty six page expose. <laughs> yeah, the compl- he he submitted a complaint that was fifty six pages long. All so we're the, saying is whoever works for the MLR who's listening to this, I know you have that email saved somewhere. Please release the Guthrie email. Leak the fifty six page email. Leak the dossier. Okay, that's <laughs> our first nomination. That was a long winded one, but we hadn't talked about that article yet. Again, MLR faces a pandemic and corrosive politics. Our next nominee for story of the year is Matt McCarthy's rugby wrap up team, the RFU, running an unethical concussion study. Johnny, I'll give you the spark notes on this one because I know you're already caught up on it. But Matt shows pretty much covers everything rugby, keeps the fans up to date. This was a good one. The RFU did an experiment to attempt to make the game safer. They lowered the tackle zone for the RFU championship. Um, But unfortunately, they just railroaded it through the players, didn't ask the player union if they were okay to do it, didn't tell anybody about it. And, John, it had adverse consequences because, as you know, if you ask somebody to tackle a little lower, say maybe the nipple line instead of the shoulder or even closer to the navel line in the ribs, that tackler is going to put their head down even farther. So what happened? Tacklers ended up going way lower into the tackle and they themselves were getting concussed more. Concussions rose over the year and over this 
trial period. And I think Matt dug into the story because the disappointing thing isn't that they tried something new and that it failed. It's that they just railroaded it through the players, didn't get any approval. It's the same bullshit that's been happening for a long time. But Matt had a few concussion doctors on there who even admitted that they had been blackballed by the RFU and for speaking out against concussions and how the game keeps creating concussion problems. I mean, we've talked about it before. It's nothing we can ever get totally away from. Um, but I thought this was a great story by Matt. Uh, <clears throat> a must-watch. What yeah. do you think, John? Is it is it okay to try and do something right but still not tell the players what you're doing? That's not transparency. Uh, I think that's the key word here is, is um, transparency. And when your goal is player welfare, no matter what you're trying, like – that's the end goal, right? So be transparent about how you're approaching it. People will be way more forgiving if you're trying something that you think will have a positive effect. It doesn't mean that you know what the effect's gonna be, right? But you're willing to adjust. You're transparent about how you're handling it. Um, you're gonna get a lot more grace and buy-in. Yeah, and, that's what we need from the players. And the, you'll actually get more feedback too, right? Like so. Like real-time feedback so you can adjust on the go. Um, I think, you know, with the, some of those lower tackles where it's like your your head into like hip, head into knee, head into shin, right? Like I think there, I think there's room for some of the uh, chop tackle law um, to be expanded beyond just the no wrap. I mean, the no wrap has been called a little bit more on those – Sorry, Argentina, but like the Argentinian <laughs> lock style, no wrap chop tackles that are right at the shin and just like absolutely yeah. like torpedo style. Like how are those more safe than a uh, higher shot that comes off the shoulder to the chin, right? So um, I think, uh, yeah, a holistic approach, transparency, and um, keep having the discussions with the the key people involved right? work with your player union <coughs> mlr <laughs> and the winner is matt mccarthy and rugby wrap-up head injury in rugby did world rugby place players in danger for research Hey, I'm Matt McCarthy, and when I'm not at the Pig and Whistle for Rugby Wrap-Up, you can find me at Gaelic Park in the Bronx, baby, supporting my local MLR club, Rugby United New York. It's really the, the story of importance. It carries the most weight. Matt's one of the best in the game. If you're not listening to, watching Rugby Wrap-Up as a player, then you are not informed. Tommy. Next award, we're into the podcast section. You a big podcast guy, Tommy? Yeah, well, uh, I dabble. This podcast is mine. All right. Well, first we have the MLR Associated Podcast of the Year. So a couple teams started putting out their own content and the nominees. Full contact CEO Alex McElby. Always a big fan of Mags. He puts on a good show as the full contact CEO from long word association sessions to an onslaught of marketing buzzwords. Typically synergies makes its way onto there. Uh, it's a good show. Brings on a lot of high profile guests and just preaching that free Jack name. Mags had a really good article in Forbes 
Oh, yeah. That was just published. Wow. I, I, would, I would recommend Sounds very CEO like. Yeah, it is. Just I like recommend the word you, synergy. you check it out. It, it's, uh, you know, how, how to adapt rugby to the business world and how he's adapted a lot of those uh, axioms. So uh, check out Alex Mags on Forbes. All right, we're going to link it. Uh, the next nominee Cat Chronicles featuring Cody Davis. John, this is about our Houston Sabercats. Oh, shit. I thought it was about the, you know. The rest of cats? House cats. Cat Chronicles. <laughs> oh, no. It's kind of like the cat videos, but it's like the blo- it's a blog version of cat videos. Or- well, after Googling its picture, it did take me a while because there are many uh, new YouTubers in lockdown chronicling their cats. So not the best uh, SEO out there for a name. But, no, this is a good podcast. We get to know some legendary players and coaches Currently in Houston with the Sabercats, um, and in our unbiased opinion, nobody interviews better than Taylor Howden. But Cody does a great job digging up everything from their music preferences to some of their greatest rugby moments. Cat Chronicles, Tommy. Yeah. The Austin Rugby Podcast featuring Dustin Zerrer. I can only imagine <laughs> why they named their podcast that they couldn't have named it the herd well Tommy, there's actually been multiple brands here they originally called it the austin elite rugby podcast mm. i don't think they had enough time to rebrand with the one month that it was the herd right and now <laughs> considering it's the go gronies dustin went back with a very simple very sleek the austin rugby podcast uh but to his credit Johnny, I think it's pretty hard to do a podcast and then have the team change identities not once, not twice, three times uh, within a two and a half year span. But props to Dustin. They're back up and running and he just landed Mark Gerard and Sam Harris, the new Gilgronies coaches in, in a very long interview, which if anybody has 90 minutes to just burn, I strongly suggest listening to. Only got about 80. 80 minute man. <laughs> and lastly. Road to Glory featuring Jimmy, Bree, and Rolly. <laughs> this was a podcast that came out for Old Glory DC, but they have not published since the season shut down. So moderately entertaining while it lasted. But Tommy, you know, if you want to get in the podcast game, it's a grind. Yeah. It's a wee old grind now. Oh, yeah. Road to Glory. Um, <laughs> That's a really good Tedeschi truck song. And the winner is... The Austin Rugby Podcast. Have you heard of this podcast? It's a good one. No. I just, yeah, I just <laughs> cut that part out. <laughs> Hats off to Dustin for sticking with this. Johnny, contrary to what people think, podcasting is not easy. Takes a little grit, takes a little hustle. Shrimping ain't easy either. <laughs> oh, I just Giuliani'd. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to Dustin Zerer. I hope I'm saying that last name right. It could be Zerer, but I'm going with Zerer. Congrats on the RPA, and hopefully nothing but big things from the Gilgronies, just like it's a big Texas-sized cocktail. So, big things. They don't have enough fish bowls. <laughs> For our next award, we have the team associated podcast, but this actually we had to make a special bracket here. The XMLR team associated podcast of the year. And there is only one nominee, and it's Colton Strickler with the DNVR 
rugby podcast. It used to be DMVR Raptors podcast, but now it's just a rugby podcast. And Colton's doing his thing. And you know what? We got him on the phone right now. Colton, how you doing? What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Congratulations uh, on winning the XMLR Team Associated Podcast of the Year. Your first you. Rugby Pick'em Award. How do you oh, feel? First one. I'm honored. Uh, is it true I was the I was the sole nominee? You were the sole nominee. Right now, the uh, <laughs> crazy Raptors season. You were the only one that fit into the X MLR team. Uh, but seriously, it's it's been a crazy year. You went from reporting on a team, seeing the guys in person, to getting the plug pulled, and all of a sudden having the team announcing that they're withdrawing, to ending the year back on a high note with the Rugby Town crossover. Take us into the brain of Colton Strickler. What's this topsy-turvy season been like? I think you just described it perfectly. It's been it's been like a roller coaster. Started out so high in January, big time dip right right around April. Summertime was was real low. Came came uh, gliding back up, and, and this is the this is the peak. So I'm honored, uh, batting one thousand on awards that I've been nominated for. So can't thank Rick and pick him enough for this. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we're we're happy that you're honored. Um, probably many more to come. You know, this is just going to be a, a festive tradition for us every year. But seriously, it was weird. Did, were you surprised that there was so much news in the rugby world, considering everybody was locked at home and we weren't playing any games? I was. It was a lot to keep up with, especially when you're you know you're by yourself in your room, typing away at your computer. It gets a little overwhelming. Um, but. I thought I think kind of everybody handled it as best they could, um, and it was a wild year. That I mean, that's the best way to describe it. I think uh, I think it made me a better person for it all, honestly. <laughs> so, uh, Colton, this is uh, Tommy here. Uh, huge fan of your work. Uh, just got a question for you. When you're when you're grinding away working at night, what's your what's your meal or snack of choice? So. Tommy, it's great to talk to you. I appreciate the, the kind words. My my meal of choice has kind of been the same since college. Uh, it's, it's a classic Monster Energy drink and a, and a Reese's peanut butter cup two pack. Wow, it's kind of that's what helps me burn the midnight oil. Yeah, yep. Oh, that's a that sure is a a choice. <laughs> <laughs> it gets the job done. That's all we can ask for. Wow, I'll have to try that sometime. And then. Chase with an Ambien so you can go to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> I don't sleep, man. You gotta stay up. Especially with this year, all, all the news happening around the clock, you gotta stay up for that. Yeah, can't be late. <laughs> yes, I mean, speaking of just like nonstop work, what what was the uh, the rugby town like? Like, were you able to put any sleep down, or were you around the clock each day? So many people, so much action going on. It's hard to capture it all. Yeah, are we talking about the, this crossover academy recently? Yeah. Yeah, oh man, that was, uh, that was a busy couple of weeks. It felt like being in season, stuff going on every day. <clears throat> but I think it's pretty cool. I think uh, people should be excited about um, what's to come here in the next few weeks. It's, it's not MLR, which I think a lot of people will have a hard time wrapping their heads around. But, but it's cool in its own right, and uh, it sounds like they've got some big plans moving forward into the next year and the end of next year particularly. So be sure to stay tuned for that. That should be some some good stuff that I think people will, will like. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, uh, the sky's the limit. You could play club level down in Texas. It could get to the point where 
they're roped into a similar situation like the PRP again. Um, do you hear of any grand plans? Potentially a Pro 14 merger? Be a hell of a flight. <laughs> yes, that's. Uh, I think Mark Holt's gone on the record. That's that's the ultimate goal. Um, I know that there's been some meetings, uh, and it's like you said, it could be a little, a little, a little bit of Texas rugby, a little bit of a PRP, California rugby. Um, it, it could honestly be all three. There might be some some MLR stuff mixed in there too, uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. I know they're going to be ready to play. I know that. There you go. John, you got anything to add? And you got to make use of the facilities too. You know, you got to. Yes. Uh, you can't just let that that gem sit there unpolished. <laughs> I have been told. I've been told because I've asked multiple times, and the answer is always there will be rugby played at Infinity Park. So, uh, like I said, it might not be MLR, but I think it's some people can get excited about. Well, speaking of gems. Uh... You know, we heard the interview with Casey Rock, and he's an old rugby pick'em favorite. Pardon the terrible pun. That's Harpo's favorite joke right there. Casey Rock's a real gem. Uh, but, Colton, thank you so much for coming on. Congrats on the RPA. Congratulations. Woo! Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you, rugby pick'em. Uh, I look forward to catching up with you guys down the road. Yeah. Absolutely. Cheers. Have a good night. We'll see ya. <laughs> now, our final podcast award is the Independent Podcast of the Year. Um, and, Johnny, we have a couple players now who are spreading their wings. Play get, on, play getting on. into the podcast game. We don't blame them. You know, it's a pretty fun space to be in. That's a nice little uh, 21st century LinkedIn word, Tommy, just so you know. Space. Space. You know, I'm in the podcasting space. Ah, uh, yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah, I see just, just letting you know. Give me my the watch. first nominee. <laughs> Quick tap rugby podcast. Nate This guy's the real deal. Eagles 15s and 7s. He's a legionnaire. And, Johnny, he recently launched his own rugby-based clothing brand. What do you think about that? Active player, podcast, and clothing brand. Too much or is Nate just getting started? Is his clothing brand called NA? Like, like, A like, even actually stand for N slash A. On a document, it means not applicable or not available? Not applicable. Not available. North America. <laughs> which, which one? None. <laughs> or Nate Augsburg. Uh, but, John, to answer your question, his brand is product of rugby brands. He's got T's. I'm looking at a, uh, a hat. Enough of the free plug. Dude, That's our first sucks. nominee, Nate Augsburg in the Quick Tap Rugby Podcast. The second nominee. The Rugby Player Podcast, Harry Benay. Oh, this is a good one, John. I've really enjoyed this podcast this year. Harry, Harry as we know, is a Rooney Rooster, ex-Sacramento Expressie. Is that what you call him? He played it. He played Santa Monica, Espresso. right? He played, we played. We played against him in Santa Monica. <clears throat> we might have. I know he yeah, played he pro rug for Sacramento. Then he played for Nyack and transitioned into Rooney. Yeah. Anyhow, Harry, He's a handy, handy little cheeky, cheeky little Aussie, and the Rugby Player Podcast delivers. I think he's already got like twenty plus interviews up. Just good yarns with players about who they are beyond the jersey. John, it's important to get to know people beyond what their output is on the field. Yes. Agreed. Develop the player, and he will become a man. The last nominee. Underneath the clothes. Underneath 
the clothes you find a you man. find the man and, and underneath the man and underneath the man you, you find, find his, his nucleus, nucleus. <laughs> our final nominee for independent podcast of the year the rugby hive Alan Stanford and Robin McDowell John, you can take the rugby away from Dallin Stanford, but you can't take Dallin Stanford away from rugby. Once the season was canceled and the lockdown hit, Dallin made real quick work forming a dynamic duo with Robin McDowell and introducing the internet to the rugby hunt. Have you had a chance to listen? Yeah, Packy is indomitable. (laughs) He cannot be stopped, will not be stopped. Can't stop, won't stop. The guy loves calling games. If he can't call games, he's going to have a podcast about the old games that he used to call. So check out the Rugby Hive. Got some good interviews on there, too. Like bring Big in, names. Oh, brings in the names. Massive names. Tommy, the winner is... Carlton. Harry Benno and the Rugby Player Podcast. Harry. Harry Bennett. <laughs> That's English, but good try. Uh, <laughs> no, Harry brings – he truly understands good chat. Um, you got to check the Grayson Hart interview. But Harry was actually kind enough to hop on the phone and accept his award. Let's give him a call. Hi, mate. Harry. Congra- congrats, mate. Cheers, brother. Just won the independent podcast of the year. Huge. <laughs> first things first, how good? How good, yeah. I mean, dream come true, if I'm not, if I'm going to be honest. Something I've aspired to for uh, many years now, so mate, thanks for the call. But seriously, Rugby Player Pod, um, I think it's been massive for players to listen to during a break where they're probably losing a bit of their identity. How big has it been for you to have a side hustle and a grind to do while you can't be on the field? No, it's been awesome. I think, um, you know, no real expectations for when we started, just an opportunity to, to speak to players and get their experiences because as we know, we, we only get those short snippets um, from media and, and these types of interviews. So you don't really get to know the, the true identity of players and everyone's got such a unique story. So I think the biggest thing is, just hearing those stories and allowing players to share what they've got um, to tell from their pathways. So, yeah, it's been awesome. It's like kind of like crowdsourcing, how to deal with rugby and how to sign contracts and how to make your way through teams. The Grayson Hart interview, all time. Uh, guy couldn't have been more honest. <laughs> no, I think that one particularly for me stands out. Uh, you know, being such a team sport, something we've talked about um, off air is just, being, being a team sport guys sort of get a little bit uh, timid speaking up and, and telling telling the truth of, of rugby, but he's, he was just so transparent with his experiences and, and off the back of that, um, there were so many guys that sort of just stepped forward and um, were able to resonate with those experiences and probably get the confidence to, to do the same. For sure. Some of the Rooney stories are great. Uh, the Connor Wallace-Sims interview was fantastic, but uh, I got to ask, Anthony Perry declared the worst dressed how bad is it? It's bad. Um, I don't know if it's intentional or not. Um, we love we love Pez dearly. Um, you know, he always comes from a great place. He's probably just a little bit misguided. But I think the funniest thing is this is a guy that's born and raised Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, so you'd think that with that sort of background, he'd have a little bit more of a, an idea about the dress. But he just sticks with the, uh, the colorful print dad shirts and, and daggy jeans look. 
until he dies, I guess. That's the way. He was never going to fall in line with the, the polos and the sperries. Just wasn't going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> Well, cheers, mate. Best of luck to you. We'll send the trophy in the mail, and uh, we'll be pulling for Rooney 2021. No, appreciate it, mate. And, uh, enjoy the rest of the holidays, and we'll uh, certainly catch up once rugby kicks off again. Cheers, Haz. All right, mate. Now, our next RPA. Fellas, first off, I just want to toast you all. To uh, us? To us. It's been an amazing year. Um, it's been a hard year without rugby. I think everybody listening right now kind of realizes they'd miss the sport, but this was a great time to self-reflect, understand what's important to you, because losing something that you like, like rugby, makes you really look inward. Did you guys have a similar year like that? Yeah, absolutely. Year of introspection and prioritization. To any of the listeners out there, feel free to call the line whenever you want. Tommy, what's the number? It's 720- Two five nine eight eight two five, and our next award is the production prop of the year. The nominees: Dan Powers, green screen. Dan got real comfortable with Zoom once the lockdown hit. Uh, a pop culture enthusiast himself, he often turned the home studio into a work of art. John made many rugby wrap-up appearances with a. Good old-fashioned, funny funny green screen. Nothing better uh, in, in the modern day of Zoom than to throw something up that's uh, topical and funny right behind you. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, Zoom, Zoom. Uh, Nissan was prescient in their campaign. They should really bring that back. Zoom, Zoom. Nothing's funnier than the color green. Unless you can't see green. Can you see green, Tommy? I see too much green, actually. But- I guess we're just breaking this to the to the world now. Shout out to the uh, colorblind people in the world. Population. Now, Dan Power is a self-proclaimed Gilgroniac. Gilgroniac. Is that a condition or yeah. a way of life? It's a chosen way of life. <laughs> hey, Johnny, I'm feeling very good right now on my way too early 2021 picks within all Gilchrist Western Final. Giltinis, Gilgronis. You're very bullish on the Gil. I'm so Gil bullish. It's crazy. Uh, But either way, Dan Powers green screen up for production prop of the year. And the other one, Tommy, is Alex Goff's whiteboard. Oh, yeah. Tommy, break us down. What's going on with Alex Goff and his whiteboard? If anyone has a Hulu uh, subscription, I suggest watching... The episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You see Charlie. He's got all the pins and and yarn connecting different things to other things. While Alex Goff has got threads, has got different threads connecting. He just goes nuts on the whiteboard, is what I'm trying to say, people. He's been in the game longer than anybody I know. Uh, so give it to him. Like I, I give it to him. Definitely. Well, a Goff. I just love it because. I love how he just like willingly includes it in his videos and like it's going to help get his point across. Oh yeah. And he just he commits he, to it. He has a few words on there and he just like underlines one 17 times <laughs> or he'll circle one and then draw an arrow to something else and he'll do a quick sketch presentation connecting, style connecting and, the threads. And yeah, he'll do a quick sketch of a rugby pitch with a stick figure and and a and a rugby ball on a goalpost and and you can visualize and ex- the rest yeah and he'll explain how something else that has nothing to do with that thing has something to do with it and it's great I love the whiteboard 
Alex Goff, one of the best in the biz. Uh, keep the whiteboard. Keep it forever. We want even more ferocious cross-offs. I just, I just call it a board. And the winner is... Alex Goff's whiteboard. You couldn't tell by our enthusiasm. He has absolutely crushed the whiteboard game from the very beginning. One of my favorite videos is when he's going deep into the bankruptcy filing of who owes who money. We truly get Charlie Pepe Silvia oh, yeah. connections uh, when Alex Goff's really feeling it. And quite frankly, it's, it's lifers like him that have attempted to keep USA Rugby accountable. I know we're bankrupt again and everything, but Alex Goff, best out there. He'll do grassroots coverage. He'll do pro coverage, college coverage. He does it all. He's an OG. All right. Congrats on the RPA, Alex. All right, Johnny, this one's a big one. Blogger of the year. Johnny, when I ask you the word blogger, what, what comes to mind for you? Digital media age. Anyone can do it, but nobody can do it just right. So you got to come with the content. Well, in today's modern age, we need news all the time. So the first nominee for Blogger of the Year is... America's Rugby News, Brian Ray. Tommy, this guy knows content when he sees it. I know. I'm a big fan of his work. Johnny, I got to say, you were the first person to put me on to ARN, as we call it. America's Rugby News. I loved seeing a scope on smaller Tier 2 countries where I, I knew exactly what I was getting. It's the Americas, straight up and down, north and south. But usually when you read global rugby publications, you're going to get your Southern Hemisphere, Springboks, All Blacks, Wallabies. You're going to get your Six Nations stuff. It's very hard to find stuff that's applicable to just USA. But Arn delivers. They have over the years... The next nominee. Goff Rugby Report, Alex Goff. John, his motto on the site is be a student of the game. You taught me that from day one when I was a young little pup showing up to Denver here to play with the Barbos. You were like, hey, listen, you're young. You got your whole life ahead of you. Learn. Keep your ears open. Keep your eyes open. And I always took that to heart. Be a student of the game. That's the number one rule. And that's Alex Goff's rule with his blog, Goff Rugby Report. Yeah, he's been doing it for longer than any anyone that I know. So what do you say? I actually interned for him uh, a few years ago. Oh, yeah. the, the plot thickens. I did. I did. How'd it go? Uh, you know, I just did a few projects, a couple of videos. It, it, it was pretty good experience just... Made a couple bucks on the side in college. Did so. he? Did he pull a Dougie show on you? We're not gonna get into that now, but uh, we'll litigate that later. <laughs> I just Julianaed again. You need to um, like really specify what you mean by that because he's had quite the month, John. <laughs> <laughs> the final nominee. Rugby outtake, humongous, and Harry Cox. Tommy, we were on these. <laughs> Tommy, we were on these guys right when they started publishing. Johnny, this is the first true rogue account where it's clearly like a satirical blogger who had these like spicy hot take type of articles with, with comedy at the, the forefront of it. I noticed um, the past tense. Have they 
published anything? Now, this is what's disappointing, Tommy, again, because, you know, you want to get in that media game, you got to keep the grind going. They published like six articles and then it ran dry since August. So whoever Harry Cox and Humongous is, we expect to see more of the rugby outtake in 2021. Mm-hmm. And the winner is Brian Ray Arn, America's Rugby News. And it just so happened Brian was able to take a moment away from his pile of dossiers that he's working on that are, what do you call them, Tommy? In process? Yeah, in process. What? The guy's always working. <laughs> but here he is. Brian Ray, congratulations. You are the Rugby Pick'em Blogger of the Year. How does it feel? <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's a surprising honor, but I will uh, graciously accept. <laughs> yeah, with the wacky season, um, you know, the media empire was churning out content and news that I didn't even think would be possible with no games. But what was it like uh, writing for America's Rugby News in a season where – all we really had to go off was signings, player movement, and league movement. Was it different? Yeah, a little bit different. It was, you know, it's a challenge to try and just come up with different stories every day, but uh, I guess we just kind of scraped through. Luckily, we have some, I guess, uh, creative minds over there at Aaron, so we were able to fill in uh, some other steps with, uh, you know, fantasy articles and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it, it's certainly been a challenge. All right. Hey, uh, Brian, this is Tommy uh, here with BT. Um, just uh, had a couple questions for you. I know you've been working hard all year for this award specifically. So how many blogs are like pre-written versus like published off the cuff uh, when you hear a news story? What, what's the percentage? What do you mean by pre-written? Like we're just copying and pasting? No, like uh, like if you have one like planned out and then you publish it like a week later or something. Well, we always have stuff like that on the go. You know, we've got a, I've got you know a stack of stuff, uh, you know, in a folder that's you just kind of chip away at what you can. Like you know, there's a big article on imports in the MLR that I've been promising for literally months, and it just keeps evolving and changing. And, and you just kind of whenever you get around and you finish that kind of thing, then you put it up there. Whereas you know the day to day stuff like the signings, that's you just kind of when that news comes in, then you write it up and there it is. So. Uh, there's always lots of stuff on the go. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I can't really give you a number, but <laughs> there's no shortage of ideas in the can. Well, Brian, Tommy brought up a good point. You are kind of a very versatile type of blogger. So let me throw a couple, uh, um, I guess you could say, blogger attributes at you, and you tell me which one you kind of lean towards. Are you A, the Adam Schefter insider breaking news type? B, stick to the facts meat and potatoes, what happens, happens. Or C, kind of like op-ed, thought pieces, really letting your imagination fly. Or D, wild card, which I bet you'll pick, all of the above. Yeah, I think you gotta be D in this kind of thing. You know, unless you got a whole fleet of writers working for you who are you know, doing specific things, then you gotta, gotta be flexible, right? So, you know, I, I, I maybe don't get quite as many scoops as, as I used to, I don't know, because, uh, you know, it, it's just been, there's a lot of stuff going on, so it's not as easy to keep your, you know, it's the grindstone, but uh, we've had a few breaking stories this year, and, uh, you know, I think the most important thing, though, by far, is get the facts right. If you don't get the facts right, no one's going to read you, so uh, that's the most important. The, the other stuff, you just, uh, you know, 
you work on it and uh, occasionally you get lucky. Nice. So do you work with an editor or a partner where you guys like review each other's articles and have a system before you go to ink, so to speak? Well, we got two editors and I'm one of them. So as far as editing my stuff, no, the process for editing my articles are, are, are me rereading it and hopefully catching anything. But again, sometimes I do uh, miss a couple things. Uh, you know, if if I'm doing a, uh, if I'm filling in and doing an article on a South American topic, then I'll run that by Paul, and he'll take a look at it because uh, he's the guru in that department, and vice versa. If I'm doing, if he's doing something on a North American thing, I'll take a look. But uh, no, it's a, it's it's pretty much for us, anyways. It's uh, yeah, we're our own kind of editors on those topics. There you go. It's good to know someone's at least kind of looking after you. If our podcast goes down too stupid of a road, Tommy always turns me back on the right path. <laughs> well, we've got lots of faithful readers that remind me when I write stupid stuff. So we've got a, you know, de facto editors out there. Talking about uh, stupid stuff, what's your, uh, what's your late night snack or meal of choice? My late night snack or meal of choice? When you're really grinding you're out grinding, yeah. a, a 2028 Lions North America tour op-ed piece. You're deep in the weeds. Oh man, uh, I don't know, but uh, it's hard to go wrong with pizza. Let's stick that, with that. Yep, that's us too. If we're grinding, we're we're in the studio with some pizza. A couple pies. You got to get extra so that you can eat the leftovers for days at a time after that. <laughs> If I could get, you know, Cornish pasty sent to me from, from the UK, that'd be perfect. But unfortunately, they just don't make them over here like they do over there. Well, speaking of Canada, uh, what are you excited about for 2021? I know we're in the middle of pandemic and nobody's got a crystal ball. But, you know, with the Eagles, it's always a crapshoot. What's um, what's a potential upside coming for, for uh, Rugby Canada next year? The biggest potential upside is uh, uh, games. <laughs> Frankly, it'll be nice just to see something. I mean, we had virtually no international rugby this year for both the United States and Canada. So, just to get something, uh, you know, really looking forward to. Uh, obviously, massively looking forward to Major League Rugby and uh, the Toronto Arrows, who I'm sure will win the whole thing. And uh, and then looking forward to seeing how Canada does uh, against the Eagles in the qualifier series, which is you know hard to believe, but uh, you know. Hopefully there's a couple warm-up games, but there's a chance that could go straight into that. So uh, I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I think we'll be competitive. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, you got to be excited about the arrows, but never forget Colorado Raptors, last game of existence, stuck it to them. <laughs> yeah. Arguably the MLR's hottest team right now, the two-win Colorado Raptors. But This is still an insane take. <laughs> I don't understand how you go on a two-game winning streak and you, you say they're the hottest team. But all right, We'll take it to our grave, Tommy. Brian, congratulations again. Uh, what would you say to any young kid coming up in college who just decides he wants to hop on a blog and report on grassroots rugby? Uh, find something else to do with your life. <laughs> you heard it from the best, folks. <laughs> if you want to come, any kind of social life, this is not the... Uh... This is not the line of, of uh, interest or work for you. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks so much, Brian. Appreciate it, and congrats. Thanks again, guys. No worries. Take care. Okay, Johnny, this one is a bit sarcastic, but we are giving out the biggest victory lap of 2020. The first nominee... Seattle Sea Wolves. 
Still champs. As far as I'm concerned, 2020 wasn't pretty. One and four start. But they're the only franchise in the MLR with any hardware. And until that changes, the victory lap goes on. Tommy, what did uh, Peter Tiberio tell us in his tweet? You don't win championships in the regular season. Right. The commissioner, Mark Killebrew. <sighs> That's right. Our old commissioner. And fellas, jump in here if you feel the need for me to explain farther. Our old commish was on a victory lap. This past summer, not because the season got canceled, but because every single time he made a public appearance, he had to mention that the MLR paid out the remainder of the 2020 salaries. Literally every time. Now, I know it's a good PR move. I know you want to follow through with that and let people know. But Kamish, we're talking about low salary caps, players barely making any money, working side jobs to survive. It was the right thing to do. It's the minimum thing. To yeah, don't go around bragging about it when it's the right goddamn thing to do. It would have been complete lunacy not to pay out the contracts. Just ask Doug Schoeninger, who got six months of work and then cut the fucking faucet off later. Let's not get into that. John, what do you think? Am I being unfair here to the commish or am I okay to be a bit perturbed that he's out taking a swan song and a victory lap on this stuff. I think I think it's good PR to just let people know that you're doing the right thing. So I think his heart's probably in the right place. Scott Razor Robertson and the Crusaders. Massive victory lap. Third straight title. Give the guy a shot at the All Blacks. He wants it, mate. He's going to be the next coach, Ian Foster. Not long for this world. Well, I think everybody recognizes that Scott Robertson is the is the man for the job, right? And not just for the breakdancing moves. Like the, he is the real a player's team. a player's coach, and you know a history of success at the highest level. And the winner for biggest victory lap of 2020 is. Old Kamish, Mark Killam Killebrew. Good gracious. I mean, where do we start? Tommy, listen, here's what irks me. It's not just going out and bragging that you paid out the salaries, which is the right thing to do. It's that the MLR also applied for and accepted a PPP loan. For those that don't know, these were these bridge gap loans meant to bring businesses through this brutal pandemic and and technically like recession era now let me be very clear here the loan was for like one to two million dollars and i'm not faulting the mlr at all for taking the loan it's what the loan is for right and to get through tough times there's no interest to the loan i don't know the exact loans but that was the idea of the ppp loans well no it's forgivable right right so if you pay it back they don't charge any interest on the back end but here's my, my issue, my peeve with Kamish is he's out going on interviews saying, you know, we just thought it would be right to pay out the salaries. It was the right thing to do. And you got a bridge loan that's taxpayer assured to do so. So just chill on the interviews. Johnny, I know you bring up a good point and say, like, it is his job to go out and be on the offensive here. Am I being too strict on the guy? Or strict isn't the word. I'm not his mother. Am I being too harsh 
on old Kamish here. No, it's good to have, you know, that criticism. But, um, you know, like I said, it, I think his heart's in the right place. And he's trying to, you know, rep the brand, right? He's trying to protect that brand, too. So uh, that's what you do. You put out information to people, make sure they know players are getting taken care of. And I think that's like honorable. Just don't, you know, shove it down. Throw yeah. We've seen what Dougie's show can do. Uh, it's not pretty. But, Kamish, we'd love to have you on the show. If this makes its way to your earwaves, uh, hit us up for a 2021 interview. John, off the cuff right now, I'm going to throw this out of there. I'll give you my top three, but we'll do a little bonus top three. Who would be your top three interview gets right now for 2021? Biggest names. Tommy. Ooh. Well, you know, uh, we're just talking about him, but uh, Killbrew for sure. He's in my top three. Gilchrist for He's a, sure. Yes. Keep talking to me, and Tommy. Then, Are we about to go three for three? Let's go. What's his name? What's the guy? What's his name? Mayor Mike. Oh, Mayor Mike. I was thinking the guy who owns the, the Free Jacks. Nah, he's boring. It, we, boring? We'd, rather, we'd rather interview Mags than fucking Eric that, Anderson. That would be good. Mr. Finance. Yeah. Well, it'd be cool to get like a dual interview, I think, with Anderson and uh, Gilchrist at the same time. You know, have them, have them chatter back and forth. My take on that is, you know, you shoot for the moon. And if you miss, you land amongst the stars. So, go on, Michael Cheka. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next award, the MLR Reddit Commenter of the Year. Yes, this is a stupid award because MLR Reddit is quite generally pretty stupid. Uh, Internet keyboard warriors giving hot takes left and right. Uh, Tommy, we're out here for the commenters, though. So, (laughs) here we go. The nominees are... Smashed him. Nobody gets more downvotes uh, than the controversial MLR Reddit commenter smashed him, bro. This commenter lives up to the name, continually smashing bros with ridiculous hot takes that are surely only downvoted because of the jealousy of the MLR Redditors uh, of the ferocity of such takes. Tommy, what do you think about smashed him, bro? Have you seen him out there? I've, I've, I have glimpsed some some crazy comments. Um, I don't remember exactly who was the publisher, but I'm sure I've come across a Smashed and Bro comment. If you're looking for Reddit karma, don't look here with Smashed and Bro. Dystopian rugby. If it was based on sheer volume, this guy would win. Or girl, who knows? Uh, but they are truly a Debbie Downer. It's quite quite a dystopian outlook, John. I love a good dystopia. <laughs> And lastly, Bob Bobberson. Tommy, the soliloquy written after Pangeli's article was from another planet. May I? Absolutely. Okay, so it starts with, Martin, because I know you lurk, you can do better than this. That story was not ready for publication unless the goal was to project uncertainty. There are just so many questions about the story itself. It honestly feels one-sided and rushed. Well, Martin lurked and saw Bob Boberson's, uh, you know, remaining five to six paragraphs uh, in the comments. But, John, he really dug in there. He, he got deep. He was what you would like to call triggered by the uh, Pangeli 
corrosive politics article. Easy to be a critic. Uh, Marty P. He does the work. You know, he does yeoman's work. I He's felt, out there. I he, felt like Marty P. You know, he made every call to get every last comment there. He has he has some good content on the political landscape within the U.S. as well. So I only read his rugby articles, but I'm sure he's he's. Uh, him and Bob Bobberson. Do we have a new rivalry right now? Goodness. I hope so. And the winner is... Smashed him, bro. Bro. <laughs> bro. bro. Smashed him, bro. Stays Smashed. undefeated. King of the down vote. Maybe we'll have him on the show one day. All right, guys. Game of the year. Johnny, the nominees are... Pumas defeat the All Blacks. It was a historic win to remember. First time ever Pablo Matera became an overnight meme sensation. Uh, but we'll follow up with the next turn of events for him. Secondly, Utah Warriors defeat the Free Jacks in the desert. Tommy, a shootout in the desert. I don't know if you remember this one, but. Oh, I remember it. War- I remember exactly where I was. Warriors won in dramatic fashion, catapulting them. To first in the West. No, second behind the Legion. And lastly, Canterbury defeats Auckland and avoids relegation. Johnny, Canterbury just missed getting bumped down in the ITM Cup. It would have been ugly because that fan base, it, it expects big things out of their teams. Fact. And the winner is... Argentina beating the All Blacks. Vamos las Pumas! Only to later spoil it by reverse banning racist comments. It's a whole goddamn mess that their union got into. Good gracious. Johnny, should we dive into it? Because it is kind of a complex issue. Well, they had they had the chance to take the high ground, um, and they made the right call up front. They kowtowed to a potential player revolt. And uh, I think there's still some collateral damage that's going to come out of them backing out a little bit from their original stance. Uh, And really, World Rugby had the chance to make a statement and didn't, uh, weren't weren't firm with it when they had the chance to do it. So, um, mixed bag for the Pumas. Very mixed bag. Rugby championship. And the real story is... uh, is the leak, right? So the story is that Argentinians themselves, the populace, leaked the tweets because they felt that Ar- that the Argentinian rugby team did not honor Diego Maradona properly, publicly, whereas the All Blacks before their Haka laid a jersey out, a number 10 jersey with Maradona on it, before their haka as a as a, a respect for Maradona and yeah, respect and Argentina looked like if you looked at their faces they looked like that that you come to the party and someone brings you this beautiful present and you're like oh shit I didn't I didn't bring anything <laughs> so you brought this and we 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 didn't we should have brought something to the party and we forgot and okay we're gonna forget about that but the Argentinian people did not it did not sit well with them and then so. they leaked the tweets ten years later so yeah crazy stuff uh, with the Argentinian rugby union but they did win game of the year 
They finally did it. They beat the All Blacks. And it honestly is a proud moment for Argentina. Um, and it has shown, as I, uh, what I've read is, it's shown that other other clubs, like you look at the Six Nations and now like with Georgia and Fiji involved and everyone saying that these countries playing at a higher level over time can really come up. And that's proven by Argentina. So it's a it's a proof of concept that other countries can really come up. They used to get whacked in, in the rugby championship, like week in and week out. And now they're a fucking contender. So I, I agree with you. It can be done. Uh, you know, as it can long be as done right though, like, you know, the integrity is is called into question now. Um, and there's a right way to handle it, and I and I do think there will be the pendulum will swing, and there'll be some recompense. There you go, Tommy. This is a tough award for us, but the biggest disappointment of the year, and I'm not even going to use the Oscars voice for the nominees because it, you know we're not happy about this. First, we have the cancellation of the 2020 season and the pandemic in general. Mm-hmm. Massive disappointment. Yeah, um, Massive. a lot of unions are going to go broke. A lot of people's mental health's going to suffer, and we're missing out on rugby. You know, everybody knows what even one year of growth, how critical that is to like a high school player. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's a huge disappointment. Mm-hmm. Secondly, we have Bill Boomer Beaumont winning the election. And in case you didn't know, I was doing air quotes. Big fingers quotes. Against Gus Pichot for World Rugby Chairman. Um, And quite frankly, this is going to fucking set us back, Tommy. Massive disappointment. We had the young, firecracker, ready to do things for Tier 2 countries, ready to do things for uh, the Americas. And we had the old boomer. Beaumont's brutal. And lastly, the Colorado Raptors withdrawing from the MLR. Yeah. Guys, this one hits kind of close to home because we had a lot of fun at those games. Minority owners. Yeah. yeah. I guess you could say with our two season tickets that we'd pass back through the gate to yeah. get. No, I'm kidding. We, You could never dupe the Glendale staff. They're too good with their ticketing. Oh, my gosh. You can't even pass the rugby ball in the stadium. But that's another story <laughs> to tell at a different time. Either way, Tommy, it is disappointing. We were really, really excited for Pete Borlace because we know he had a spicy team full of Kiwis. But, you know, it's not end all. We talk with Colin. We know that they have grand plans coming. But uh, this one stung a little. Yeah, it's a backward step. It's a big backward step when you have the facilities that they have. To not be a little bit forward thinking and keep investing. Now is the time to invest. And the winner is Bill Boomer Beaumont wins another election. The same old, same old on top of world rugby. We're sick of it. Anybody that watched Oceans Apart, a documentary with Dan Leo, just clearly shows how full of shit world rugby is at the top. And let's be honest, it's the old English and French powers that be that keep that power at top and know how to play the politics. Johnny, you've been watching the game longer than me, but this is the same old stuff. There's something to be said for consistency, and there's something to be said for um, connections that you have and, and being able to keep those connections 
alive and and build the game that way. But World Rugby does not want to become FIFA. Let's hope it doesn't. And lastly, the Rugby Pick'em voicemail of the year. Tommy, we have the guru, teary-eyed and missing his rugby peoples. Yes. Roll the clip. No uh, no questions from the guru. Guru calling in. Quick statement. Overcome a little emotion. It's been a few years now since I've had all the rugby boys coming to me home where I cook for them and had general cheer. And it's been a few years because Scarlow Trains has taken off, gone to greener pastures. But I had a, a chat with Scarlow. And uh, we were talking about some uh, railroad jokes, but I lost my train of thought there. Once we got over all that, we started talking about rugby. How in this crazy world, we just, I think we need rugby. I think we need people singing their anthems and being true. It's a great egalitarian sport. People don't see race, color, creed. We have a beautiful game, and it has to transcend all the nonsense that's going on in this world. Overcome with a bit of emotion, but loving rugby and loving my rugby community, and I need some people to come through the Guru's homestead again so we can cook and laugh and cheer and sing some songs. God bless all. God bless rugby. We also have Jody from San Diego. Who has the best legs in the MLR? Great question. I love that. Roll the clip. Hey guys, this is Jody from Detroit, and I'm really missing watching rugby, but I wanted to know, who do you think has the best legs out of all the rugby players you know? And lastly, Stuart McClanahan. What are the biggest rivalries in the MLR? Yeah, hi, my name's Stuart McClanahan. I was just going to ask you a quick question about the rivalries you see forming in the league. Where do you see the biggest rivalries, whether it's on the field or in the stands, fights in the stands? I want to see some fucking bloodbath, mate. Um, where do you see the juiciest rivalries? Thought a couple of mischievous cunts like yourselves might have some insight. All right, later. We're having a, uh, a kind of a different genre per voicemail. There. Well, yeah, same number, but a whole lot of characters. Right. And the winner for Rugby Pick'em Voicemail of the Year is The Guru. Oh, wow. Heartfelt. Calling from the land of the cicada. Teary-eyed guru. Tommy, any chance we could uh, give the guru a call? Let's see. Maybe. I mean, sources say the land of the cicada is on East Coast time, so it might be kind of late. But Could be, but Guru never sleeps. John, what do you think about that uh, second bottle of bubbly? I know it's not mine. Uh, it's ours. It's ours. I pop it? Yeah. It's 10.50. He's asleep. <laughs> I hope you wake him up. This will be good. <laughs> Tell him it's an emergency. <laughs> Should I just try one more time? Nah. If he calls back, we'll put it on the air. Okay. I would like to respectfully submit another award. Oh, we got another award for best 
husband and wife combo in the rugby sphere. And this one is not even contested. This is down Stanford, Pocky, and Verity Bronco with Verity Explains. Uh, it has to be one of the one of the great diversions of 2020. Um, and hopefully it continues. Uh, if you all haven't seen Verity Explains, it's just a real, it's just. You can't keep down Stanford away from rugby. I'm confused. It's okay. Yeah. To our faithful listeners and to the first time listeners who are only hopping on because it is a historic award show. We don't ask a lot of you on this podcast. We don't grovel for five-star reviews. Is this your passive-aggressive way of groveling? No, John. <laughs> All I'm asking is that if you listen to this podcast through audio, we'd like you to go to www.rugbypickem.com and make it your homepage. Take in the blog. It's the other side of what we do. And if you are listening through your computer on the blog – we ask that you subscribe to the podcast so you don't even have to think about it. Every time we publish, it's going to go straight to your phone. Because, Tommy, we are only as good as the callers. It's been a wild ride, fellas. But here's to a great 2021. Go-go! And I'm too weak to... You can do it. Push the fucking... Oh, you got to loosen. A couple twists. You got to loosen her up. Hey! <laughs> happy, wow. happy, happy, happy New Year! Big Bang Boom! Take him! Dry with hints of, dare I say, apricot. You dare. <laughs> the rugby media industrial complex. It's a good one. No. I just, yeah, I just <laughs> cut that part out. <laughs> Content doesn't quit. Articles, podcasts, blogs, you name it. Vlogs. YouTube videos. MLR faces a pandemic and corrosive politics. Who was upset? (laughs) Commenters, John. Internet commenters. That's that's who we're here reporting on in this in this special edition of Rugby Pick'em. Okay. Podcast game is a grind. It's a wee old grind now. Yeah. Road to glory. I have glimpsed some some crazy comments. Um, I don't remember exactly who was the publisher, but I'm sure I've come across a smash and bro comment. 720-259-8825-720-259-8825. Si, claro. Si, claro. Actually, interned for him uh, a few years ago. Oh, yeah. the plot thickens. I did.
Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, zoom, zoom. Uh, Nissan was prescient in their campaign. They should really bring that back. Zoom, zoom. Nothing's funnier than the color green. I did. How'd it go? Uh, you know, I just did a few projects, a couple of videos. It, it, it was pretty good experience. Brian Ray, Arn. <laughs> America Rugby Network. America's Rugby Network. No. Nope. No. America's Rugby News. <laughs> That's going to the outtakes. Arn, as we call it. America's Rugby News. Testing one, two, three. Tommy, what are you going to ask? What am I going to ask him? I don't know. What what, what kind of ball-busting questions can you ask a blogger? Like, hey. What do you mean by pre-written? Harry Benno and the Rugby Player Podcast. Harry! www.rugbypickup.com Overcome with a bit of emotion, but loving rugby and loving my rugby community, and I need some people to come through the Guru's homestead again so we can cook and laugh and cheer and sing some songs. God bless all. God bless rugby. Take